Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Um, so my name is Erin, or Erin um, Zen Warrior, um, which I got named by a client of mine who decided that my story led me to be the Zen Warrior. And then I took that a little bit further and decided that Zen Warrior was really a quality that we all have, where the feminine and the masculine come together inside of us as we go on this journey. And from there, um, and from even being named that, I started to take my journey a little bit further to share what I've learnt in this lifetime and probably gathered over a few of my lifetimes as well, working within holistic fields, helping people with their health. Um, on my journey, I got to meet this wonderful woman and um, we had a really interesting start to our um, friendship, which was her um, basically thinking that I should go away. <laughs> um, and from there, the evolution of that friendship led us to sort of decide that we were actually going to come together and share what we, from two different angles, we work in a very similar way. Um, and we thought we could actually come and offer something to those who are on this journey that have questions to ask. My background was I met an Osho Sanyasin on September 11th, 2001. He was an enlightened medical intuitive. I am a medical intuitive. Um, I spent nine years living that reality and learning a lot and basically being in a pressure cooker and around a massive catalyst and it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. The next hardest thing I ever did was leaving and deciding to stand on my own two feet and to drop the ego of never leaving. Um, and then when we came into, um, sort of before we came into the COVID reality that we've all gone through, I stumbled onto human design and decided to introduce myself to Chaitan Parkin, another Osho Sanyasin, mm -hmm. and started using um, that as another tool within the realm of all the things that I've been learning over the years. Aligning with osteopaths, acupuncturists, meditators, traveling up to the mountain, doing all that sort of stuff. And then also being a single white female in a world that is rapidly advancing to a different age, a different time, and very much a different vibration. So, that's me. I'd love to pass you on to this wonderful woman and mother and um, co-facilitator. Hi everyone, so my name is Monique. Um, so yeah, our talk today was really, I felt like it was really inspired by the, one of our podcasts that we, we initially did, and so it's really talking about how to embrace your authentic self and live authentically and unapologetically. And that's been a massive journey for me. I was a people pleaser for a long time, a bit of a chameleon, trying to be the person that would fit into all situations. So I would be loved, accepted, belong. And that wasn't always the case. Even though I was trying to be the person I thought everyone else wanted me to be, I never felt like I fit in. And 
it was very uncomfortable and very painful trying to find my way to just actually be able to be me and know who that is and how that'll go. Will I be loved if I do that? Um, and on that journey, I was struggling, like looking for the one and my purpose and who am I and what am I meant to do and what's going to bring happiness. And through that journey, I found many different modalities and teachers and ways of healing what was actually what felt like it was blocking me from that. But in everything that I went through, I realized all of that I, what I moved through and what I experienced has led me here today where I actually get to share with others and support others on their journey to being their authentic self and actually getting to enjoy life rather than just get through it. Thinking that when I get to this place where I know my purpose, I've got the one, everything's perfect, now I'm happy and I can just sit here and be happy forever and not feel any pain. Which is what I thought enlightenment was initially when I first got on my journey. I was like, I'm going to get enlightened while I'm never going to have to feel this crap ever again. <laughs> and that's not quite the case. But now I've actually learned that you get to, there is a way to thrive in adversity and move through challenges and receive so many gifts from them. So you don't always get necessarily what you want in that moment, but you're always getting what you need and there's always something to receive from every situation. And so I tend to work with women and um, now I work a lot with couples as well with conscious relationships, uh, healing in a child, healing wounds and trauma from the past to actually find yourself, find your way back really home is how I tend to word it. It's like coming home to yourself and just being able to be yourself regardless of who's around, knowing that if someone doesn't like it, that's okay. Maybe you're just not meant for each other in that moment and you can still shine your light and they can shine their light and you can continue on your path and enjoy all that it means to be human, meaning feeling all of the different emotions, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. I don't really believe it's either or, it's just what you make it mean. <laughs> but we get to experience all of it, and there's beauty in all of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um, I'm going to invite you guys to, or we're going to invite you guys to ask questions whenever you feel like it. Just throw your hand up in the air. We're really here to answer whatever you have to query or question. Um, I'm going to pick up on something that Monique kind of just left off on, which was the idea of the abundance of emotions. I think there is so much programming and conditioning that we've all gone through, and it leads you to the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. And if I could create an invitation for anyone within the realm that I teach and that we teach, it would always be, I invite you to drop all pretense around what you've been told or what you think you could, should, would, need to do. Because none of that actually matters, you know. And when it comes to being accepted and loved, you are. That's what existence is doing for you every day. It's accepting and loving you all the time. And some people call this God, some people call this all sorts of things, but there's a vibrational connectivity to everything in this planet that we can see described within the divine mathematics. So if you look and you see that nothing is random, there is no chaos here. This is not a big bang chaos randomness. This is Fibonacci. This is golden ratios. This is I am you and you are me. You know, we are all one thing fragmented. So within that, when I share and love this person, I share and love myself. And when I share and love myself, I share and love them. So when I uphold my boundaries, when I realize what I feel to do, and feel not to do, and I honor that. I also honor everyone else around me, despite what my mother might need from me, or what my child, not that I have any, but Renee does, what, what my child might need from me. You know, one of my favorite things I ever heard was, you know, people talk about um, 
selfless love within the child parent relationship. I'm like, really? That's, that's actually not true. There's a selfless giving up when your body is overtaken and you're pregnant with that child. But it very quickly becomes, I need rest. I need you to do this for me. I need that child to shut up for a minute, you know? I need, I need, I need. So very quickly we go back to ourselves because we are designed to be selfish in a constructive way. And when we get caught up in, in the idea that I'm not allowed to be selfish, I'm not allowed to look after myself, we get caught up in the idea that we're not allowed to honour ourselves. And that's when it starts getting really sad for all of us. I've definitely had moments in my life where I've totally sacrificed myself to the point where my body was sick, I, was, I hated my life, I was completely like, I remember, I mean, in human design I have hope motivation. All I speak is hope. So when I'm saying I hate my life and I, and I, and I want it to be over, I'm completely in what we call transference. And that's because I so desperately wanted to be loved that I was willing to give up everything that was dear to me. Everything I felt for me, I gave it up, I gave it up, I gave it up. And at the time, I was very much in, um, in fear of violence as well. So I was really trying to keep the peace. It wasn't as bad as some people's situations, but I was complicit in staying there because I still wanted something, you know. I put myself in a position where I didn't know how to get out, and yet I did not. But I was so caught in my program. So, you know, we come here to experience all the things. And all the things are great. Even being trapped in something gives us the opportunity to learn how to get out and then teach it to others. And all our experiences make us teachers. Which is super cool. You know, when we're invited. <laughs> when we're invited. Yeah, and... I found for me, especially like stepping into motherhood, like what you shared about like that, not being allowed to be selfish. And there tends to be this like conditioning that I actually felt myself entering into this like dense energy of, oh, I'm a mother. Now I'm not allowed to be sexual. Now I'm not allowed to like focus on me. I've got to give everything to this child. And I felt this disconnection happen in my relationship of like, I'm a mother, I can't do those things anymore. I can't go out and like party like I used to or have fun in the ways that I used to. I have to be this version. And I'm like, well, that's quite interesting because having the awareness that I had, I was like, oh, I picked it up quite quickly. Even like the idea of like what the, the birth that you're meant to have, oh, that it didn't go the way I wanted and I ended up in emergency C-section. Oh, I'm, I've failed and these ideas that we take on and then all the guilt that comes with that and I feel very lucky and blessed to have had these experiences that gave me the opportunity to surrender and learn from them. And like, and it's not how I wanted it to go, but there's something here for me. What is that? And I can open up to receive the gift and the wisdom of that and then become the embodiment that can share with others that have had those similar experiences to be like, you know, we're not alone. We can often feel like I'm so alone on this journey and there's something wrong with me and... <coughs> Yeah, so we can get really stuck in that, and I did for a long time. So what I've found is, like, by sharing that story and supporting others over the past few years, we have a lot of these similar ideas, or these similar feelings and experiences, and when we actually start to open up and share about them, we're like, oh, it's not just me, I'm not broken. 
even with uh, sexuality, which I do a lot of work in now, there was so there's so much stuff around sexuality and pleasure and opening up that space. Um, I think we spoke a little bit about this we as did, well. We did, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was quite fascinating my journey through sexuality and actually knowing that it's it's okay to be a sexual being and to embrace that and to have pleasure and to have that deep connection. But there's so many ideas of if I do this, I'm this. Like I remember um, a really strong conditioning in high school of like you're a frigid if you don't, you're a slut if you do. It's like well I can't win then, can I? And so it's like well what do I do in order to fit in? Like. I'm going to fail either way. And then you get into this deep contraction, anxiety, stressed out from like an age where it's like, I'm not even ready to do this stuff yet. And I'm already feeling fear because I'm being pressured and I'm peer pressure to do something. But if I do, I'm this. If I don't, I'm that. What do I do? And so I was like fully shut down in my throat because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Thinking like, if I say this, this might happen. And I'm in my head thinking, well, if I say that, that might happen. Oh, but if I say that and then... Ten minutes later, everyone's moved on anyway. <laughs> so it was a big journey of opening my throat and finding my authentic expression through voice, through sexual expression, through dance, through just connecting with people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I imagine a few of you can relate to that, right? <laughs> like, hang on. How do I win? The oh, there's no way to win this one. I'm just going to be frozen. And, and from my perspective... And um, it can be a little bit out there in some of my perspectives. But from my perspective, you know, we see the story that comes through the Bible of um, Adam and Eve in the garden. And Eve takes that poisonous apple and poisons Adam with it. And there's this idea where the woman is somewhat poisonous. And I feel that that has come through our society through this religious context in order to shut down the sexuality of the woman. And when you shut down the sexuality of the woman, you shut down the man as well. So you get a, a, a locked up woman, and then you also get a man who basically can't get what he wants. It's very, very frustrating for the whole of society. And, and then, you know, from a human design perspective, it's a generator world. So we're wandering around in the not-self theme of frustration all the time, right? Because they're like 70% of the world are generators, and they're out of out of alignment vibe is frustration so and then when we talk about the throat you know this is your thyroid and this is how you get freedom and so whether you're you know whether you have this defined or not within a chart i would say it's so important for us to learn and develop and reopen our throats because your th thyroid is your hormonal system your hormonal system is god and the thyroid connects with the adrenal, that's stress, that's everything, that's all out of whack, forget it. You're not having a good time anyway. So the process of getting healthy becomes refining that voice. I mean, I live in the realm of I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care what any of you feel like. I'm just happy to be me. You know, I'm really, really happy to be out here. And there's lots of people that don't like me. And I just, that's nice. Have a nice day. You know, thank you very much. And, and if you do like me, cool, let's play. Unless I don't feel it. And if I don't feel it, it's not because you're not great. It's because I don't feel it. And I'm okay to give myself that permission. Does anyone have any questions or comments so far? No? Does anyone have any idea as to why they came here? Do you know what attracted to you? Attracted you? Ah. So, where were you 50 years ago when I needed it? A little bit not born. 
little bit important. But there's no, there's no too late. Like, no, no, no. But it's just really fabulous that it's available right here and right now because I've had to get to this age. Yeah. 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 It's, wake up. Yeah. yeah. So resonate. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think. I think on some level, like, um, are we ten years between us? I'm 28. Oh, so 14 years. Yeah. So, I mean, even... And I was... <laughs> I like her. <laughs> you can stay. Um, eat your greens, people. This is a lot of vitamins have gone into this system. Um, I was really lucky. And I, it wasn't luck. You know, I've reincarnated many times trying to help people. And uh, it wasn't luck that I met my guru when I was 20 years old. It was by design. It was how it was going to be, you know. Um, and it wasn't luck that I got two parents who were holistic physical movement coaches. And one was a yogi and one was a martial artist. So their Zen, the Zen warrior comes through from that, right? So that was going to be very, very easy for me. And that was my karma in this life. There have been some really hard parts to that too. And starting to understand that the death of my father at 14 was the greatest gift in my life, just like the narcissist boyfriend was one of the greatest gifts in my life, that's a resonance to step into that and to go, all right, how did I end up with this? You know, the gift of understanding the mire and the illusion of death. It's a changing of rooms, not an ending of anything. It's the beginning of the next and the next. It's just a shifting space and vibration. But I could easily say, man, I wish I'd learned, I wish I'd learned the lessons about relationship. I mean, we got three sticky points in this world. God, we all get wrapped up in what, what the hell God is. Relationship and money. These are our sticky areas, right? Man, if I knew at 20 what I know now. Who cares? Like, honestly, who cares? Your age is an illusion. And this, I mean... I'm sure you can tell us there's so many gifts to each age, right? Um, yes, and it takes... You're like, you're... It, it, it ta it's, it's taken this amount of time to recognise them as gifts. Like my beloved here, I keep saying, oh, fuck, why, do I, why does my guru have to be so different to me? You know? But that's what a guru is. A guru is not the one that says... Oh, all is well, all is happy. No, the guru says, stand and look in the mirror, confront to face. And he says, fuck off, too, by the way. <laughs> I, like, I've seriously been told, fuck off by my guru, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and that you're an ass, like, they, they really tell you, like, you get a real guru, it's fire. It, it burns, and it's hard. It's really hard. And if you live around them, which I did, you know, I helped run the main healing house and stuff like that because I was there for so long in the end. People look at these things from the outside and they go, oh, cult. I'm like, they're all having fun and dancing, you know, at three in the morning. I'm like, nobody wants to. I can tell you right now, half of us are having a good time when we're dancing at three in the morning, but most of us are going, man, I could have gone to bed two hours ago. I wonder when he's going to sleep. And they don't sleep, by the way, you know. It's a fire pit. And then you come out of it, out the other side, and it's kind of like you have to relearn it all again. Because his vibration was a gift. And it was such a high gift that there was so much happening. It's like, and now you have to, you earn it for yourself. This is a school for souls. There's no right and wrong. It's all just experience. There's no, I have 
and I keep referencing human design, that talks tomorrow, but, but I have abundance in my chart. This is an emotional gate that is all about the abundance of the extreme emotions. So I know depression. I know what that feels like. And I know what it is to love it. I know what it is to go into it and be like, yeah, I'm gonna get in the gritty. I'm gonna get my paints out. I'm gonna dance around the room. I'm gonna sing stuff. I'm gonna bawl my eyes out if I feel like it. I'm gonna let my house get really messy. Enjoy. It's all there to enjoy. And then I can also tell you what it is to go on the extreme high. And I can take you there. I can show you there. Abundance. Thank you so much. You know, abundance in all emotion. You came here for the emotional experience. You don't just get to be happy all the time. You wouldn't get the full experience that way. something that I'm constantly saying is that we're here to experience all that it means to be human, not just what we think is good or bad or once I get these things all lined up, then I'll be happy, then things will be good. I thought that for a long time and sometimes it's still like, but but when I get there, it's going to feel like this and it's like there's still challenges. But I resonate with like the depression piece because that's something that I've gone through time and time again, it like comes back up, it's like... For a long time, it either felt like intense anxiety, just like mm. high energy all the time, but stress energy, or it was like deep, low depression. I'm like, where is the goodness? Who put me here to suffer? Because it sucks. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> and then like, as I, yeah. how would you suggest to get out of that? So it's been a journey to, um, to get to that point, but there was a point when, I got pregnant with the, if you saw the little guy running around at the beginning of this, he's three now. When I got pregnant, it's like all of the coping mechanisms that I used to use to numb out and avoid and run away and hide got all taken away. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I gotta feel this now. And the message came through, was like, don't run from this. It's nothing to fix, just feel it. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, this is all wrong. I'm pregnant, I'm meant to be joyful. My, but my ducks aren't in a row. This is not the right time. All this shit was happening with like COVID and lockdowns. I'm like, what is, what's going on? But the message was very strong and very clear. You've got to feel this. And so I leaned into it and I just let myself for the first trimester is how long it lasted. I didn't put a time constraint, but it has to be done by this time. I just surrendered to it. My pregnancy was like, I kept saying for years, it was like, Show me what surrender is. Tell me steps one, two, and three, and I'm going to do those steps. <laughs> and apparently it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so eventually I got to, like, oh, you want surrender? Here you go. And I had to surrender every step of that first pregnancy, including with the birth when it didn't go the way I wanted. I thought surrender was like, I'm going to surrender to my body. I'm going to feel the uncomfortable pain of it. I'm going to move through it. It's going to be this beautiful experience. Everything I didn't want happened. <laughs> and it was just surrender, surrender, surrender. But in that first trimester, it was like, just feel this. And as I allowed myself to feel it, I just found myself going to this deep place. But I wasn't getting stuck in the story of it. And I think that's where I was getting stuck before. I was like, when I was feeling depressed, I was like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. See, like, look at me. Like, like I was getting in the mind of it and the story that was saying that I'm a terrible human and life is sucks and all of these things. When I was in this experience, I just felt the emotion and the sensation without it meaning anything. It's like, you know what, this isn't the way that I thought it would happen. But I've got a baby, I've got a partner that loves me. I've got a home, I'm, like, I'm warm, I'm fed, like, I'm okay. 
I'm taken care of, it's all good. And I was able to just feel the depths of that and be like, maybe I didn't want to feel depressed when I first got pregnant, but this is the situation. And as I went into that more and more, I started to feel myself rising. And it wasn't like these highs and lows that I was experiencing before. It was like this gradual rising. And then as I entered the second trimester, I felt this sense of, oh, this must be what balance feels like. I just felt so clear. And like meditation was just a way of being. I was like, I'm meditating, I'm not even trying. I'm just feeling this like meditative state for the whole second trimester of my pregnancy because I didn't force myself to get anywhere. I wasn't trying to fix anything. I was only here to fix. I just got to feel it. And then that's how I started to find my balance. And then since meeting Erin and learning more about human design, I've learned that I also got the human, the uh, emotional wave. <laughs> and I was like, recently an emotional wave where it's like, oh, I don't feel motivated to do all the things that I think I have to do. I just have to feel this right now and everything is going to be okay. And it always is. <laughs> uh, it doesn't always feel okay, but it always works out. And I just ride those waves and I learn how to lean into that discomfort, into the unknown, into all the emotions. And I come out the other side with all these gifts. Like as I'm in that depth of like, this is uncomfortable, this is painful, there's contraction, there's tears, there's laughter, there's anger, there's all the things. And all these like wisdom pieces and insights and messages are just pouring in. I get so much more of that when I'm feeling like shit. <laughs> and then I come out the other side and I'm like, hey guys, I've got so much more to share with you abundance. now. Abundance. <laughs> you see abundance. There is something you can tap into in the abundance of, of the depths of your emotion. But since you tapped on the emotional wave, I do want to say that for some of us, we have the, like, we're both emotionally authoritative within our designs. So this has a real wave to it. And 50% of you will, probably in this room, will be somewhere in there. Um, and that means that there's a clarity that you're looking for. You're waiting for that wave to do its thing, to come to its end so that the dust settles. And meditation can give you distance from the wave so you're not reactive, but you can watch the wave, you can see. And so developing meditation, if you're, if you're on that wave journey, gives you that ability to step back and go, now is not the time <laughs> to put that phone call in to tell that person that they're an asshole, right? Because the way you're gonna say it is gonna be on that emotional wave and you're gonna vomit on them and you're gonna kill. Like, it's very hard in the wave not to kill, right? It's like, man. I'm like a tornado, sometimes I'm like, back away. <laughs> it's about to blow. However, if you don't have the emotional wave, like the beauty of being emotionally authoritative, there's a lot of beauties actually, but one is that we have a way of processing that emotion. And someone asked this last night when I was on a different um, podcast actually, or live, and they said, what do you do? What do you do with the emotion? Like, how do you process the emotion? It's like, well, for us, we have a way to process. But when you don't have that emotional center lit up, and you're getting your emotions come out, because everybody has emotions, but you may not live and be fueled on that wave. When those emotions come up, you're going to need to do something. You, like, you need a way to process it, and your body is the way. We're physical beings. So for me, for example, when my wave is, I had one recently, I had a, I had a healing transition that came up over Christmas. Basically something happened, it triggered a hell of an emotional response where I did kill someone because I decided they deserved it. Wrong thing to do, by the way. 
and then or incorrect. And then what it did was it triggered an issue that I'd had with my mother since I was a child. And that issue was that I'm a highly sensitive being and she was incapable at the time to be there for me on the level that I needed. And she's developed that pattern so much that she's still there. And she needs, and she wants to be loved. And so when she helps, she's always trying to get something with that helping. So what it ends up being is annoying, right? Because she's always in your stuff without invitation. And she's a projector, so she should get invitation. Um, but, it, but what came up for me was resentment. I was so resentful to this woman who, even in this moment at 42, I could not talk to her because I knew that she would not hold the space for me that I wanted desperately. And so I was resentful. I was resentful for a good 36 hours before I went, hmm, chanting. I'm going to chant. Because you're circling that toilet drain. Screw you, screw you, screw you. If only you could have. If I, then the bitterness and the, and the blame. And there's nothing better than a not-self theme or a contrast theme of emotion on blame. You know? It's all your fault. Or worse, when you blame yourself. Some of you will blame yourselves more than others. I blame others. A big split in my chart. We love to blame others, right? So I was blaming, blaming, blaming. And I just went, I just need something else other than this cycle of crap in my mind. So, and I went to it on the Saha. And in my head, I just wandered around, chanting in my head. Didn't say anything necessarily out loud. And within a few hours, it gave me that distance so that I could actually have fun with my mother again, which is what she deserves, honestly. You know, it was my stuff, not hers. I owned it in that moment. So chanting is very helpful, but if you really don't have that emotional light up in your chart, I would say exercise, breath work, catharsis, swimming, rolling around on the ground, laughing, playful, anything that's really physical, shaking, slapping your body over and over again, letting it out, using your voice, be physical about it. This is a vehicle that you came here to use. And so for us, we can sit and watch, sure, and we can sit in meditation, but for some of you that may not work. Yeah, and it didn't work for me for a long time. <laughs> um, or it, it did, like I don't like, it did work, but I didn't like the experience because my mind was so busy. And so sitting with my thoughts was painful. And it was like the monkey mind, and it was actually, there was a point where I would get headaches from the amount of thinking that was going on. Because like when, back when I was frozen, and my throat was so choked up, and I was like, I don't know how to express this. It would just go, like, keep going, and spinning and spinning. And like, just shut up, just stop talking. <laughs> like even when I was in school, and like thinking about what I could say before I said it. And then I'd always miss the opportunity anyway. And so one of the massive shifts for me was actually finding breath work. And so I did my training, so I'm a breath work facilitator as well. I did my training with biomedic breath work trauma release system. And I went into this thinking, I don't have trauma. I've had it pretty good. Like I've had all the things like I've been taken care of physically, but emotionally and spiritually and mentally I was not. Um, my parents were very loving and I know how much they loved me. It wasn't about being like physically abused, but they weren't there emotionally. They didn't know how to hold the space. They weren't there to give me the tools. And just like you were saying earlier around, why, where were you 50 years ago? And it's like, that's what I was saying when I was like 10, 12, 14. Why didn't I have these tools? Why didn't my mum do her work so she didn't pass her shit on to me? <laughs> and it's so much anger because I do a lot of work now with my clients with generational trauma with inner child work and stuff that we've taken on, which isn't necessarily 
what we consider the big T trauma of like sometimes there is like physical, sexual, emotional abuse, but other times it's like the stories and the beliefs that we've developed from mm. different experiences mm. um, and what we've made that experience mean about ourselves. This means I'm not good enough. This means I'm not lovable because my mum didn't show me love in this way, so I'm not lovable. No one's ever going to love me. I'm going to be die alone and we have all these different beliefs that we cultivate which keep us stuck in these patterns that get stronger the longer that they don't get dealt with. So for me, breath work got me out of the head and into my body, into my emotion, gave me a way to express. And I remember the first day of my training, I was on the all fours position like they guided and I was like just frozen in the all fours position. I heard everyone making all these sounds. I'm like, sounds like people are having sex around me. I don't know what's going on. Like it was really uncomfortable. People are screaming. And I'm just frozen crying, like, I cannot do that. Like, what will people think of me? Even though everyone's doing it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't do that. And I had the most amazing mentor and facilitator there that actually held my shoulders and helped me to move my body. And when I couldn't get the voice out, she was like, what do you want to say? I was like, I want to say I forgive you. She's like, no, you're not ready yet. It's not time to forgive. It's time to scream and say no and fuck off and all the things that you wish you could have said. And that was so healing because she was like, everything you're feeling is okay, it's valid, and helped me to bring that out. And so when I met her, I was like, that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do for people. Because before that, I had mentors that were like, if you're not getting what you want, it's because of your fault, you're the one that's not showing up and doing the work, and I'd be shamed in my freeze response, because they didn't understand what was happening for me. Whereas when I met her, she got it. And she was helping me to clear so much that so I was clearing on a somatic level. I'd be releasing, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm releasing right now. You don't need to know. You just feel it. You just allow it to move. Your body knows. You don't have to get in the head of like, okay, these are the traumas. Okay, I've released that one. I've released that one. Oh, I'm fully healed. I can now live my life. Oh, my God. The, the healed phrase, like, even, and Monique and I have talked about this, so, like, language is a funny thing, but even the concept of... Uh, authentic self and I'm healed now or I'm, I'm going through healing or you know even to hear the phrase trauma work sometimes it's like sends, sends sparks up my spine of like oh my god there was another one the other day that came through I'm trying to think what it was but it's just we get so caught up in all these words as if again going back to what you were saying earlier as if there's a destination like where the fuck do you all think you're going <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Can I interrupt? Please! Because something that just got me there. Um, my mentors. Who the, you know, yes, there are. Mentors, Swear away. Who the fuck are this? I mean, we, then it, those of us live up in this area. Oh, this one's a healer, and that one's a guru, and this one's a that, and that one's a. And, you know, I've sat in there, and I've done all the workshops, and I've done it all, and it's only when I'm now about turn 70. But I've gone, fuck.
because it doesn't mean that I've got to leave here. I had a probe stuck up my bits yesterday. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, because the x-ray, the guy wanted to do that. And I said, oh, I don't think it's going to work. I said, but I'll be asking for a bit of help. So I had a radiographer saying, I said, can you see what you need to see? He said, no. I said, hang on. He said, oh my God, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Mm. So, you know, and we've had it. Eric, as you can see, is a pretty regular guy. He's not into any of it. He does guru news. So honestly, if there's any being that has passed out of form that is eternal and infinite, call on it. Yeah. Um, ultimately how much does it matter if your intention is to receive the other you know because all of us actually have that intention within our relationships but we get so caught up on wanting to be heard where we were not heard as children you know that's the childhood trauma coming through it's not feeling seen and heard most of us in the room are women um, and so it's don't worry we'll get to me in a minute <laughs> but you know so it's it's be the good little girl, smiling, happy, be, be, be seen to be beautiful and, not, and, and say nothing. For the man, you know, it's be tough, be strong, don't cry, you know. So, I mean, when we start playing out our enactments with our partners and we're sitting there wanting to kill them, it's, you're trying to kill your parents. <laughs> but your parents come to give you this incredible gift of, of evolving your samskara. Right, so actually my mother not holding space for me as, thank you, on an emotional level actually was a great gift because whenever I look out into the world to get something I don't have, I'm a poor person because what I want to do is I want to actually cultivate that connection within me out to the world, not out into me, right? then I'm creating the power, but also I'm recognizing that I'm not separate from anything else around me, right? So because you're in a physical body, like there's this, this maya of being separate and individual. And it is important to play out our individuality. There's a reason we're doing that, right? Um, that's the prakriti of it. But, um, but ultimately, we're just fragments of one thing and that one thing that people call God or higher realm or spirit or you know collective consciousness we're trying to put words to something that's beyond words you know but if you can sit in your beautiful body and feel it you will feel it and you will feel that it is beyond words and you will feel that it holds space for you and that it loves you and that you are it you are part of it so she gave me a great gift that was to evolve something from many lifetimes in this lifetime. So your parents actually bring through something that's been following you. 
So where you see that thing where you want to look at the parent and go, well, you didn't do what you should have done. It's like, no, they came here to give you the gift, to bring that to light so that you could evolve something and, and transcend it. And many people don't. Many people stay in the, the world got me victim phase. And it's not that this isn't tough, but certainly if you shift your perspective, you will see that everything is for you. Doesn't make it easy all the time. It can be. You know, when we shift our reality, when we shift our consciousness around things, we can make it easier. But man, living the emotional way, it's, it's a fun ride, you know, it's a fun ride. And sometimes you really think you've got your hand, hand on it. And then it does a big dump and it breaks your surfboard in the sand and you're like, shit. <laughs> and I'm back here again, you know. Because we don't know. The more you reveal, the more you learn, the bigger that wormhole is. There's always going to be more. The gift is that slap upside the back of the head and the dumping in the sand. Don't get too cocky. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's in that that fighting it where we get a lot more of the pain and the suffering. It's like resistance. That, yeah, that quote of like pain is inevitable, suffering is a choice. And so it's that learning to surrender and experience what is here that you can move through it with more ease. Doesn't mean it's easy. It's more ease, and you can flow, and you can receive the gifts along the way, rather than like months later after fighting, 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 and then you finally surrender because that's the only way. And like then the, the message is and then it resolves itself exactly. And you're like, oh, and then it's like you get to the other side and reflect back, and you're like, oh, I now see why all those things had to happen. Like even like having the childhood that I was for so long was like, why did it have to be this way? Why couldn't my mum do this? Why couldn't that? And then even like the relationship stuff that you start projecting all of your stuff onto the partner. Like, why can't you be this way? Why can't you do it like this? Thinking that if they were different you would be happy, but that doesn't resolve the core wound. So if that wound is still there, you find yourself that you can have all the things, and you're like, why am I, why am I still not happy? Because I've achieved many things, and I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling the way that I thought this would make me feel. Well, and also, nobody said you get to be happy. Yeah. That's not a rule. It's not I resolve everything and I'm happy, you know? Yeah. And there is definitely more of an elation, right? As we move along, there's definitely more of an elation. Things are easy, easier. Things get better and better because I'm self-responsible. I'm radically responsible for everything in my world. But ultimately, nobody promised you you get to be happy. And certainly not all of the time. Yeah. And, and the, to be honest, the happiness actually does come from kind of laughing at how ridiculous it can be sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like... The more I just accept that, the more I accept that I'm here for all of it, the easier it is to be happy within it. But happiness is one emotion. It is not the full spectrum. And you're here for the full spectrum. And you're here to experience that. And some of us experience it through others. Some people will stand next to us and they'll feel that wave through their system. They're like, whoa, what is this? You know? And some are here to, to be the people that help with that experience. Like we're all designed to interconnect. Does anyone have like a story of resistance or anything like that that even happened recently where they found that as soon as they got out of the resistance that actually the situation started to resolve itself? No. Or one that hasn't resolved yet? Does anyone have one? Anyone want to share? Not me. <laughs> Not you, you're fine, right? I am because I don't care. Because he doesn't care. 
Like, and that's the cool thing. Like, all the spiritual woo-woo shit that you can go through. It's like, usually we, those of us that are interested, have a harder time. Those that don't care and just lightly step across the earth, they're, they're already there. Like, that's a perfect example. So I just don't care. It's all good, right? Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I'm happy. Choose the warrior. He's had me doing all the work. Yeah. Oh, you see that story? He's had me doing all the work. No, no, no. No, not he's had. No, I said I. I'm watching doing all the work. And he should do this and this and this and this. Why? And then he'll be happy. And he'll look at me and I'll go, I'm not really good at it. For happiness, am I? I'm not a great ad for happiness. And it's. Do you think you aren't? Today I am. Yeah, yeah, because I see a lot of bounce there. Yeah, today I am. And um, big shifts yesterday about ancestral lines, etc. Beautiful. But it's just been interesting that so often, um, you know, I'll be with my woo-woo friends and all very enlightened. And, yes, we've, we've got it not. Analysts. Yeah. And this is Eric, you know, he's not into this. But the wisest of my friends will love the snag. And, mm-hmm. and they go, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you see that by you trying to get him to do stuff that you're creating your own hell? Hell, hell yeah, totally. We've got a magnificent mentor friend who just keeps saying, Darling, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll listen and sometimes I'll argue. It wasn't my fault, you know, but just poor me. And it's just really interesting. But I'm noticing as I'm getting older, I'm, you know, pretty out there. And Love yet, it. I'm only showing you 20%. I don't ask for 80% yeah. of who I really am. I haven't been showing. And can you believe it? Thank God, COVID, of all things. Yep. I started sharing my poetry that comes through me via Facebook. Beautiful. And people know me better now than those that have hung out with me over the last seven odd years because I've realised I'm not good in physical contact. I'm doing quite well with them now, but normally I shut down in physical rooms with people and I can do it for the written word and get it out. And that's again, it's about finding what way works for us. Yeah. You're sitting up the front, I'm capable of doing it and I choose not to because I'm too concerned, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come in from the back room like this. And and, and and that's a great angle to come in from too, you know. Like yeah. we're not all designed to work in the same ways. No. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I just I really resonate because I was very scared for a long time. I always knew that I wanted to speak and I wanted to teach and share and do what I'm doing. And even when I, when I was pregnant, I was still struggling even to do a pre-recorded video on my phone. And I was like, that was only four years ago now. And I was still like, couldn't look at the camera. I felt so uncomfortable. And then it was, it was actually, it was through that, um, that time though, like through COVID as well, when it was like, it's time, it's time. But I stopped putting the pressure on myself to, to be anywhere. Like the first time I did a live on Facebook, 
I got the, I clicked the live button and threw my phone across the room. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> freaked out and I realized I actually hadn't pressed live yet. It was just the setup screen. <laughs> and then like, but over time, like I started just doing like yoga classes in the, in the garage. Um, it was like a gym set up at Lynn's parents' place. And then slowly I built up my confidence. And even when everyone walked in, I'd start to feel the nerves. I was like, so everyone close your eyes. We're going to do a meditation. And as soon as everyone's eyes were closed, I was good. And then we're doing yin yoga. We take take it really slow. And I still couldn't get on camera though. I was doing my yoga classes, but couldn't do that. But over time, I just kept showing up. And it was like, I know this is what I want. And I'm setting that intention. And I was guided every step of the way. And it's been really amazing reflecting on that whole journey to see how all the challenges and everything I went through was leading me here. Mm-hmm. To be able to sit here and, and look at all of you guys like, in the eyes and actually be able to speak to you. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can choose if that's not what we want to do. And it's like, oh, I can do that, but it's not for me. That's beautiful too. And you find your way of expression and sharing your gifts. Um, and that's something that I love about like what we do is we actually get to help others bring out their gifts and share them with the world because we all have it. And sometimes we're like, oh, that person can do it. Like, oh, they've, they've just got something that I obviously don't have. And it's like, well, it's not, it's not true. We've all got our beauty and our gifts and something to share that's really valuable. And I love being able to come into these spaces where we do talks and we actually get to, mm. get to know you guys and see your gifts come through. Did anybody else have something to share there? I think what's interesting is I think like probably most of us here are highly sensitive individuals and I think that adds a whole another layer of complexities when it comes to what we've been talking about and navigating mm-hmm. the highs and the lows and I know for me Christmas renders. It was a very, very interesting dynamic this Christmas for a lot of people yeah. so the astrological transit was quite interesting too. Yeah. And whilst you know you can acknowledge there's huge growth in those opportunities, they're horrible. They 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 feel like you know you might know the tools to deal with them, you might know what you're supposed to do, but yeah, you know when you're very sensitive to all those different things that are going on, it's 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 harder to to navigate. So I guess um, yeah, I mean I think we've talked about like riding those highs and those lows, but it's also about not going to be, it's, it's challenging and yeah. it's hard and it's messy, isn't it? It's messy. Yeah. It's beautifully messy. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting one because I've been on this journey for other lifetimes and then, you know, at least 20 years if you don't count my parents also integrating me into, into this as well, in a way. And... The reason that people like me get up here and go meditation, 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 meditation is because if you have a daily practice that's even just five minutes, and I would recommend that if you don't meditate, you start really small and you stick with really small. And I have a base practice that when I fall out of sync, that's the one that I use to pull me back in and it's short. (laughs) The more you meditate and the more you you actually have to come to stuff like this and listen to the the masters and all that sort of stuff and read the books you know what karma is you know Sadhguru's book and and osho's books and all these different people you actually need to listen to them because it's not enough to meditate because meditation is a really easy place for you to fuck with yourself basically 
right? And kid yourself that you're some meditator. There is no such thing as a meditator, right? Meditation, to be meditative is a quality. You are already, thank you. You are already everything that you need to be, right? And then it becomes that practice of, you know, how did I find clarity when I was circling that toilet drain so quickly to get myself out of it? It's like, I've done a lot of practice and I've been very consistent in my practice at times, less consistent than others, you know? Party too much, there's no time for meditation, there's no energy for it, right? It does, it does actually take a bit of concentration to sit there, that's what you're practicing. But the more meditative you become in quality, it's not a practice that you do five minutes a day, it's a vibration that you're bringing into your life for every moment of your life, so that when you're in hell, right, and you're starting to resist, which means you're really, really in hell, and you're really torturing yourself, because you're not allowing yourself to be in the state that you're in, right, because it doesn't feel very nice, you know, so then you've got to allow the emotion, like Monique was talking about earlier, like, just feel it, well, like, this feels shit, yeah, it feels shit, cool, that's okay, you're allowed to feel shitty, um, but when you have that meditative practice and when you have a lot of tools in your toolkit or even just one good one, only has to be one, and you come back to it, and that's one of the reasons I really like to give chanting to my clients, you know, because it's such a good, simple, occupying tool. Um, and you use that, you very quickly create that distance and your developed observer that you've developed that suddenly vacated, the, the, or seems to, seems to have vacated, it's actually working for you at that time going, well, you're in hell right now. Yes, thank you very much. It's not fucking helpful, right? It's like that observer, when you give that observer a bit more distance from the reactivity, that observer will help to make that actually a win. Honestly, it'll make it a win because suddenly you'll be like, oh, and yes, I imagine in this room, everyone's pretty sensitive. You know, I've spent my whole life creating solid uh, titanium steel combos of metal in front of my heart because I was so sensitive that everything that hit me in the family that I was in and the world that I was in was just unbearable, actually. And so I became the very opposite. You know, when you see the very toughest people in the world, you know they're squidgy as shit on the inside, right? Because they've had to do that to survive. So, and he looks to his right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see a sister here for sure. You know, so, so then it's then it's well, how do I unpick that? And I can't unpick it logically. I can't go. Well, I've got this little list, and I thought that was brilliant, by the way. Got this list of traumas, and I'll just go through and mark them off. Doesn't work like that. I love to analyze though. <laughs> I get joy out of it now, and the pastor gave me so much grief. But now I'm like, oh, that's because I'm very good at seeing patterns. Like when someone's talking to me and they're telling me their experience, oh, I can just see how this all came to be, and I find it incredibly fascinating. And I find on some level that can be really helpful, but you don't need to know in order to go through your process. But that art of allowing and acceptance has been gold. Like there are times when I'm like, I know the practices, I've got two, maybe too many in my toolbox, but it's like, 
I just don't want to do any of them. Oh, yeah. And so in that time, it's like, it's because it's not time to do. It's time to be. It's time to feel. Brilliant. And I talk to my clients, they're like, oh, I've been doing my breath work. I know I have to release this. I'm like, why? Why don't you embrace it? They're creating resistance. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, what if you allowed yourself to be that angry? And they're like, I couldn't do that. Why not? How can we allow ourselves to actually just be with all of it and to lean in and feel the stickiness and the discomfort? And recently, um, I went through a massive process and it was like, just it felt like a four week emotional wave. And on some level, my emotional wave doesn't actually stop, I feel. <laughs> well, no, there's no, if you live in the emotional wave, it's the ocean. So stillness is still Yeah, yeah there's still that movement. It's still a wobble, there's still a yeah, wobble in water. Yeah. Full week journey, it was just—it was huge. I was feeling all different things, and it's like this isn't a time for me to do. And I can feel that same experience I had when I was feeling the depression in my pregnancy. It was like this is not time to fix anything or to change anything. It's just time to be. And I was like, but I've got things to do. Like, how much? How long do you need? I'll give you two weeks. Is it maybe a couple, like a week or something? Just tell me how long you need. So that I can get back to my program. get back to what I need to do. Get back to my program. Get back <laughs> to my program. I'm like, oh, like, okay. And it was just again that that level of surrender, just leaning into it, knowing that it's gonna take as long as it needs to take, and that's okay. And as soon as I accept it, that's when it starts to resolve and move and go through. It's when I'm trying to control it, which I can't do anyway. Like control is really an illusion. <laughs> just move through that way. And then I was just like, just these pourings of insights and messages. I'm like, this is great stuff. I can't wait to share it with people, but it's so uncomfortable. But for me, it's like, yeah, that art of allowing and acceptance and what you shared about responsibility. And when I first was shifting out of that victim mindset and taking responsibility for my life, it was excruciating. It was really hard. When I was starting to take responsibility in my relationship, like it's not all him. And it's like, oh, it was painful. When I actually did something, I'm like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't okay um, and I had to step up and be like I have to apologize it's like oh I don't care about that I'm like it's okay if you don't care but I don't want to be that kind of woman or partner I need to express this and it's really hard so can you just listen he's like okay and he'll listen and it was so painful but now it's like I feel that power and whenever I go into the victim of like but but I don't know what to do right now and instantly I get the message of like oh I didn't want the answer I actually just wanted to sit in this stubborn victimness thank you <laughs> take the answer back until I want it um and even knowing that it's like oh yeah I I own it when I'm choosing to be in that stubbornness or that victimness or like just pissed off at everything I choose to own that and, and be in that and experience that and then I come out the other side mm -hmm. And you see how she's laughing at herself? Like, I find myself doing that, where I, like, like I was wandering around fizzing at my mum, right? And I was, like, I was in hell, and I was, you know, trying to get out, and I was, like, and I was just trying to do other things. Just a bit of distraction. Nothing wrong with a bit of distraction. But, but there's part of me also that's going, you see what you're doing, right? Like, you know, you know yourself now, and you know the rules. This life is your creation. Everything that's happening is yours. And when you take that on, you become all-powerful within your life to get whatever you want, to do whatever you want. But there's all these constructs of the Maya that people are buying into all the time that are pushing them to, you know, for you it was, she's got to work, she's got to make money, she's got to do all these things, right? And it's like, why? <laughs> like, honestly, why can't you stop right now? 
Because you're always busy. You guys are always doing shit, you know. Busiest generation of, the busiest incarnation of humankind ever. We're ever expansive in everything that we're doing, so we've just become busier and busier and busier. It's like, oh, you're having a moment. Let yourself have it. Who cares about the coulda, shoulda, woulda, need to, must? It will wait. I've taken, I've cancelled, I mean, I'm a non-energy type within human design, so I've taken days off where I shoulda been dealing with my clients who dedicate their money to me so that I can dedicate myself to them. But I was useless. What am I going to create in my shit pile, right? Shit, honestly. Like, you go out in the world shitty. What you, get, you, you ever go out in those days where, like, everyone is raging at you? And you go, I must be a bit angry right now. Because like, all you're getting is rage. And then you go out on those days and everybody's giving you stuff and smiling at you and, and everybody's lovely, right? It's like, because you're on high. The world is just reflecting your beauty in any dimension, you know? Yes. How would you suggest to keep on your path and your own goals and focus on yourself when you start hearing more and more about the other stuff going on in the world? And I'm talking like really serious, horrible stuff. Oh, this is a good question, isn't it? Everybody gets the question, right? How do I focus on me when the world is reflecting so much, is up to so much other stuff? Because I've heard of what's coming, potentially, and when, you know, people are like, oh, but it may not, and it's like, no, it will. Like, it, it's kind of inevitable, it's just a matter of when, and I'm like, and now for a little while I've been going down into a hole, literally getting more and more health issues, and my fatigue, I'm right. struggling to even get here today because of my fatigue, and I'm just... So first thing, I'm physically, mentally drained, and I'm getting to a point where it's like, it's a point and yet everyone told me, how could you be so, you know, not so great, because you always look great, and oh. you're always so happy, and because I'm like, I don't want to present myself, you know, if I'm going out dancing or going out to dinner, I love to dress up, it makes me happy, but when I go home, I'm like, what's the point of all this, because it's potentially about to turn to shit. So, I definitely want to give you a chance at this one, but I'm jumping at the bit for this one. So, first of all, turn your palms up and breathe out. When your head goes crazy, do that every time. And then when you breathe in, just watch the breath come in, right? That's all that really exists. In and out. Very simple. The world out there is reflecting what is going on with us as a collective. But it's reflecting more than what you've focused on. And this has been coming for a long time and it's intended. And we have an opportunity right now to do something that in the many 6,000 year cycles that we've gone through as beings that we've not managed to get right before. And it's okay, we just do it again. I feel there are beautiful, great things coming and great opportunity for us. And I actually talk about this in human design because there's an evolution that's happening with us as human beings. However, your question is, how do I not focus on that? Your life is all about you. And you are here to raise your vibration as much as you can. Because when you do that, 
You are me, I am you. We're all part of one thing. So when your vibration goes up, her vibration has the opportunity to go up. You're inviting, you're creating invitation. And it's so much more powerful to sit and meditate than you think, to dance and, and, and enjoy, to laugh, to hug, to embrace with conscious awareness. And when you do that, you raise the vibration. And if we want a good outcome for what's coming, every individual needs to take responsibility for their vibration. She didn't like me when she first met me. And I can tell you why. Because my vibration was here and she was in the gunk of it. And as her vibration shifted, and she's so incredible at mutating, right? She mutated so much that suddenly she was like, actually, I quite like that girl, right? And it's not the first time that it's happened around me, right? I am an invitation for you to raise your vibration. But you can be the same. Not in the way that I do it, but absolutely you can. And it's all that matters. All that stuff out there, don't even fucking worry about it. Can I say something? Yes. I just want to question your premise that all this shit is coming. Because I've heard that before, you know, from people in my family and other people, and I just want to dispute that. Because I, from my experience, and I've travelled the world, and I'm 52, and I, but I don't, I don't see that, and I see people that see that, and I, and I'm, I just, I would question your media, and your, where you're getting your information and I would be looking at all of that because there's as much shit as you want. <laughs> but there's as much beauty as well. And I believe that people, I believe things are better than they were and I, for certain reasons which you could explain better than me. So I would question your premise. And if that's the information that's coming to you, I would be looking at your sources is all I want to say. I would also, thank you very much. And I would also say that the world is always in balance. When we look to see, and I love to observe people like um, Joe Dispenza um, versus Klaus Schwab, or like I'm just picking different people out, right? Klaus Schwab, when you look at his design, he's here for upheaval and perfection. He's here to stimulate change, whether he knows what he's stimulating or not, right? When you look at um, someone like, who's that fighter who's really quite... Um, People really love, like, love him or hate him. He's quite angry, that YouTuber. It's like an MMA fighter. What was that? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. He is the response to the oppression of man, and you are seeing the encapsulation of all that rage, right? Do I agree with everything that comes out of his, out of his mouth? Do I disagree with everything that comes out of his mouth? Not necessarily either. He's interesting, though, and he's interesting to observe. Because the, the world responds in balance. And because right now we are going through an incredible transition, which I can't wait for, and I'm enjoying very much, right? You're going to see more extreme swings because the pendulum is going back and forth like this. And it, it's, it's looking for balance. It's looking eventually to come to a hum, right? So what you can do is enjoy and find your hum. I want to give Monique an uh, opportunity to answer that as well because it's such a good question. Hello, I'm coming to the end, so I won't yeah. take too long. Um, thank you, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I, I resonate with the pendulum, and when I first met my partner, he was like, "Look at all the shit that's going on," and I'm like, "Oh," and my light got <laughs> so dim that I was like, "I don't want to be here anymore." And it was so hard to move through that period of time. Like, 2019 was probably the hardest 
one of the hardest years for me, and it was just before all of the COVID and lockdowns and that stuff was happening. But like com becoming aware and like or seeing all that stuff was really hard. Where I was like, why would I want to be on this earth anymore? And then I went through that journey of finding different things to support me of standing in my center. And one of those things was breathwork and shining my light and then like finding human design as well and learning how to be in my joy and follow my joy rather than getting lost in all of the stuff um, because at the end of the day there's always going to be shit that's happening there's always going to be new challenges and obstacles and things that we experience and the emotions that are uncomfortable so how do we actually again come into that surrender that acceptance that allow you to feel what's here for you right now because this is triggering something that is yours when you get triggered it's yours so it's like feeling what's coming up for you and how can you meet that with loving presence and then allow you to move through that um, will be really helpful. But yeah, it's like also something that was coming up um, is boundaries. It's like, well, if everything that's pouring in, are you resonant with that? Is that what you want to be taking in or taking on? Do you have those boundaries in place that can provide that protection that's actually, you know what, that's not what I choose to believe. That's not what I choose to focus on here at my boundaries. And then we shift or we pivot who we're spending all of our time and our energy with. And like, you know what? I accept that this is your reality and what you believe. I choose to focus over here. It's about vibration, right? Mm -hmm. Vibrationally, thanks, no thanks. You know? Where do I put my vibration every day? I'm responsible for that. So, you know, if the vibe is dense, I'm, I'm see ya. You know? speaking there's a lot of story there that's not necessarily true I I have no backup I have no this I have no that like you're very much in the density of the 3d reality and I get it because I I, I back myself but what I can tell you is existence looks after me like you wouldn't believe because I know it does and I wake up every day and I move into the vibration of I am taken care of and honestly everything falls into place for me like to the point where it's getting I've gotten so good at that vibration it's gotten ridiculous so I would I would start looking at some of those things that are coming out of your mouth where you're saying I don't have I don't have I don't have because what you're telling that universe is I don't have correct but when you realize that everything is for your benefit and this is a an inclusory world where everything you say is included you can actually ask for what you want but get very general about it to start with everything is always working out for me it's my favorite phrase everything is always working out for me and then it's just a matter of me getting perspective 
you know, with some things that I'm fighting or resisting, perspective. I'm really conscious that we need to let um, these lovely people take over. Um, um, yeah, thank you. And, and I, I'm like, right, so, um, thank you. <laughs> we'll just keep going. Um, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, it was lovely to have you all here. Um, Monique has a beautiful talk this afternoon about inner child work and conscious relationships, so that's it in the Wisdom Room, um, but you can find us both on Facebook, Instagram, all the things. If anyone um, wants a business card, I have one, or you can take a photo. Uh, if you can't find Monique, you can always, then you have that, and do you have business cards? Somewhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just Monique Kamala online, um, but yeah, I recently ran a, a really beautiful online masterclass called The Goddess Awakening, and it delves quite deeply into what we've spoken about today, so if you do want to get access to that, it's free. Just come and chat to me after once we jump yeah. off the seats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.